Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. Tumpte. Hope day. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini alongside me, Colin McLaughlin. Good show today as we will uh, recap high school basketball. Talk a little bit about Shepard tonight. Some rule changes in high school football as well. And then coming up in the second half hour, we'll be joined by head coach of the Hedgesville Eagles, Kelly Church, along with assistant coach Jackson, or I'm sorry, Chris Rurest. I knew I was going to do that by accident, but uh, Coach Rurest and Coach Church will join us in the second half hour of the program to talk about the uh, them getting to 400 career wins as a coaching duo in 25 years at Hedgesville and the uh, ceremony that they had the other day uh, for the two coaches at Hedgesville and during their win over Broadford and Christian Academy. So uh, good show today, and we'll conclude, of course, with some Wizards Capitals talk, which is the usual. Uh, got some updates on the Alex Ovechkin situation, as well, and the Wizards got a win last night, so... Yep. Should be a good good show today. How are you today, Colin? I'm doing all right. Our show today brought to you by Brown Funeral Homes and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. And let's get right into it, Nick. Uh, last night we had Musselman, Washington, a game that you got to call alongside uh, Dylan Bishop, and just like we said, a very competitive game, and Musselman continued to stay hot. Musselman just keeps finding ways to win. You know, they had two guys out last night in Logan Shelton and Gavin McLean. McLean, a starter, Logan Shelton, a key role player for them off the bench. And it was also their fourth game in five days against a Washington team that's been playing much better basketball, has shown some potential, really good shooting team from behind the arc, and they just find a way to hold on and get the win despite some things not really going their way, and I'm sure Coach Basile still wants to clean up a lot with this Musselman team. They're winning games, and that's the most important thing. You know, late in the game last night, you had uh, a situation where Washington gets a steal in a two-point game at the time, late in the game, and then Washington turns it right back over, and Musselman's able to draw a foul, and Troy Wilson gives the line, knocks down both those free throws, and that pretty much sealed the deal. We also had a technical on Washington that played a big factor. So there were some little mistakes that went on both sides, but in the end, Musselman made less of those mistakes and was able to find a way to get the win. And that's just what this team keeps doing. You know, they may not have a ton of star power, star power, uh, big name players in the area, but they find ways to win. Nate White gives you 18 last night. He's not necessarily a big time scorer. Uh, so Musselman just finding a way again and and that's been my biggest takeaway over these you know this streak that they've went on since starting two and seven and now eight and one over their last nine to get to ten and eight overall i mean they're they're a team that i again would not want to play in the postseason in any capacity i don't care who i am and, and we'll see on friday really how much progress they've made when they take on jefferson but uh, really good win for the Appleman to still find a way to win, even though Washington's had a down year. I think there was a lot of things going in Washington's favor 
heading into the game that Musman still found a way to win, though. Yeah, Washington was knocking down threes left and right. I think there was, what, four or five straight possessions yeah. late in the game that they knocked down wide open threes, and that's really what uh, launched a potential comeback for Washington, but they fell short, and Musselman was able to get the win. The biggest test, obviously, is Jefferson on Friday, but I really do like Musselman's chances. They are winners of six straight now, 8-1 and one in their last nine games, and they get to play Jefferson this time at home and have a few days of rest after playing four games in five days. Now they don't play until Friday, so they can rest up, uh, get some guys healthy again, because as you mentioned earlier, it was uh, Logan Shelton as well as McLean both out last night, and they they need those guys back if they want to be able to pull off another upset on a Friday night at home. I mean, we've seen it twice now, and third time's a charm, right? You continue to do it. So Jefferson, though, the best team still, I feel like, in the EPAC, it's going to be tough, but I expect a great game in the conference. And I think, too, real quick on those injuries, uh, both guys were in uniform. They did warm up, um, and they had finished the game against Martinsburg. I think Coach Basile and his staff, they just felt like they could play without them and without risking them making those injuries worse worse uh then that would be their best option and if they did end up still losing the game um like we said you know you rather have those guys healthy when it really matters come playoff time opposed to a regular season game so uh, especially when there's no real chance that they will probably be ahead of jefferson in the rankings so they're just kind of fighting for the two or the three and it's kind of hard to put washington even if they pull off that win ahead of Musselman at this point. So they pretty much already locked up their spot. So I think there's not they weren't really playing for much last night. There's no reason to risk those injuries. Uh, but they continue to find a way to win. Jefferson got another win last night, but a much closer game this time, Colin against Spring Mills, 50-43 the final. And, uh, you know, Jefferson holds on. Not your typical scoring night, though, for the Cougars. A little bit different uh, guys leading the way. Kylan Johnson leads the way last night with 12 points. Kind of like guys late in the season to be able to step up and help your team out in a tough environment on the road. I know uh, I was trying to get some updates on this game since we didn't have it last night. And Spring Mills tried to make a late comeback, pulled the within four with, I think, around two and a half, three minutes left, but just couldn't get the job done in the end. And Jefferson was able to hold on and win by seven. But we, we knew these or this game was going to be a little bit more competitive, at least in my mind I knew it was going to be because it was at Spring Mills, and even though they're without Keyshawn Cheek, they've been able to still survive and uh, be a quality team in the area without him and have built that chemistry back up. So I, I still like the Cardinals even after this loss, but Jefferson I think you still clearly have to put as number one and all the way from last year still nobody has really been able to beat them other than Hedgesville this year yeah it's definitely strange though to see Jefferson uh not have a big game from either Will Shively or Jaden Gladney uh yeah it's different than what we typically see with this Cougars team 
Johnson has shown those some abilities to score as of late off the bench. So not surprising that he necessarily got in double figures, but just the fact that he led the way is a little bit surprising. And uh, give some credit to Spring Mills. I have to imagine that you know they brought it on the defensive end. Max Anderson, uh, Caleb Thomas are two of the better defenders around the area. So uh, you know they held Jefferson to 50, but their offense just wasn't there enough. Only scoring 43 points really isn't going to go to get it done against too many teams um, in the EPAC or really in in the state at all. So, you know, that's somewhere where Spring Mills still could probably improve, get a little bit more offensive firepower here. But, I mean, they, they're they losing 20 points per game. That's what they lost in Keyshawn Cheek or close to it, at least 18. So, you know, you lost the guy that would get you potentially over the hump against Jefferson last night. But, um, that obviously, you know, he's not coming back, so you got to figure out how to play without him. And, and they've gotten better, I think, without it. But in these big-time matchups, they just are clearly missing that piece. And, and that's just something that they're going to have to learn to play without and, and get better as a team moving forward. But, um, you know, Spring Mills definitely had the good defense to win last night, but not necessarily the offense. And, and that's what held them back, I think. I agree, but... As you already mentioned, Johnson with 12 points and then Jenkins with 11, a pretty solid night for Jefferson. And it'll be interesting. If Hedgesville can knock them off at the end of the season, would you put Hedgesville as the overall number one? Are you saying between? Over Jefferson, if Hedgesville has both games? I think you would have to. Presuming Hedgesville can get a win over Spring Mills, too. But Spring Mills would be 0-2 against Jefferson, so then it makes things very tough. It does. But really, it doesn't matter because... Yeah, that's true. They're unless somehow they would meet in a regional. The region, so... So really, it doesn't matter too much because you don't see them meeting in a regional if that's the case, if Hedgesville beats Jefferson again. But yeah, you would have to put them ahead of Jefferson because they beat them twice. Even if Spring Mills swept Hedgesville, but then it makes things very difficult to figure out in the EPAC, which I, yeah. would be interesting to see. So, But in the girls' side, Jefferson got a 50-25 win over Hedgesville. No real surprise there, Colin. Uh, but, you know, Hedgesville gets its average in points on the year, and uh, a 25-point loss is a little bit of an improvement, I think, from what they did last time. At least they scored more points, I believe, than they did last time against the Cougars early in the year um so that was what we were looking for I think initially was to see if they could improve and then they got Greenbrier East tonight so the governor's in town uh or in the eastern panhandle which is obviously fun yeah and that would be a tough match of a solid Greenbrier East team coming to Hedgesville tonight yeah, the last time they met in December it was a 49-20 game. So, okay, so Jefferson same, scored but... more this time, but the deficit was a little bit better this time. I mean, a 29-point loss, you got down to 25. But you still know this entire program at Hedgesville's rebuilding. And for Jefferson just to get a, another win back under their belt to uh, end the season on a high note, so finishing 8-11 and 11 overall, because at least I don't see any here when I'm looking on Max Preps, maybe I'm missing something if I go to the SSAC website, but we know that uh, the seedings in the region will be out by the end of this week since sectionals starts uh, 
next week. And obviously, the side that we do know is Section 1, right? It's going to be Spring Mills with the bye, obviously, on Section one side. And then Martinsburg facing Hedgesville. I already received word that that will be Tuesday at 7 p.m. But the side that we don't know is that Jefferson, Washington, and Musselman side on who's going to be number one, two, three. I think we mentioned yesterday we presume that it will be uh, Washington, then Jefferson, then Musselman as the one, two, three, but nothing official yet. And honestly, if it is changed around, I wouldn't be super surprised and outraged. Yeah, I don't know. It's definitely tough, but I think you do go Washington, Jefferson, Musselman. Uh, to me, that just makes the most sense. But you know, it's pretty close. Like we said yesterday, I, I feel like the difference between Jefferson and Musselman isn't that much, and really the difference between Jefferson, Musselman, and Washington isn't that much. It just seems like Washington's been the most consistent and the best team all year uh, on that side of the section, so you have to reward them with the one seed. Uh, but looking forward to girls' sectionals next week. Should be interesting and uh, should be pretty competitive. So. So here we go. Maybe we do have it because I'm looking here on the SSAC website now, and there's still one regular season game left for Jefferson Girls unless it's been canceled. They have one on the 17th at Hampshire, it looks like. And then this says the 21st, which is Tuesday, 7 p.m., they host Musselman. So it looks like, at least according to the SSAC website, that they've already released the uh, sectional pairings and were correct that it's Jefferson hosting Musselman with Washington as the bye. Okay, makes sense. Uh, Probably double-check Metro News, too. They usually have them all together, but um, that definitely makes sense if that's how it is. But let's go ahead and take our first break, Colin, and then on the other side of this break, we'll talk about Shepard. The Shepard women's and men's team return home tonight to play the Golden Rams of Westchester. And we also have some rule changes in high school football that were voted on in the past week or so. So uh, looking forward to talking about those things on the other side of this break. Yep, this segment brought to you by Parsons Ford. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. We welcome you back to today's edition of the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin here on the show. Uh, and our guests are here as well. Colin is... Want to get into our? Do we have a sponsor for this segment, or want to get not yet? Yep. Okay. All, All right. good. Well, we'll welcome our guest then to the program. Head coach of the Hedgesville Eagles, Kelly Church, assistant coach Chris Ruest. Guys, uh, how you doing today? Uh, doing great. Thanks for having us. We're doing well. Thank you very much. Looks like I have the wrong mic up for Coach Ruest. Apologize there. It's all right. So, but uh, get into. Obviously, the other day when you guys were playing Bradford and Christian Academy, they honored both of you for your 25 years uh, coaching at Hedgesville and 400 career wins. Uh, we were unable to be there, so can you take us through, I guess, the ceremony and just your uh, 
reaction to that since I know it was a surprise for you guys? Well, uh, first of all, it was, you know, obviously, uh, you know, fairly emotional, you know, thing because we didn't, neither one of us knew about it. So uh, just right before the game, it was very brief, uh, but they, they read a, a statement about, you know, our, our time together uh, there at Hedgesville and, um, you know, presented us with some really, really nice crystal trophies or whatever. Um, you know, and the 400 win thing is like, we don't, like, we were asked on the way in, Rob asked us, like, you know, was that, you know, when did you get number 400? And 400 was last year sometime. Uh, neither one of us have been very big into, you know, I, I talk openly when we ask people about it, like, you know, if I asked you what was my record five years ago, you guys could probably tell us. We don't know. And to be honest, I tell people all the time, no one really cares. Uh, so while it's a it's a great accomplishment to to reach the 400 and to do it together, the the thing that's more important is the you know the friendship and the relationships and you know our big statement we talk about all the time is basketball becomes an excuse for the relationships. Um, so you know our friendship and you know 25 years is a long time for anything. Um, so so to be recognized for that way more than the 400 wins, uh, you know it meant a lot. Yeah, I guess uh, one of the things that stuck out to me is I've had a bunch of people that uh, that have said, you know, hey, congratulations. Didn't realize it's been 25 years, uh, and so I guess in a good in in a way that's really really good because it doesn't seem like we've overstayed our welcome at this point. So uh, you know, it's uh, it's been a nice experience. Uh, you know, Kelly and I are really good friends, and and that makes it fun, and and we enjoy doing it together. Um, as well as the guys that are on our staff and all the guys that have been on our staff uh, over the years. I mean, obviously in high school athletics, you have staff over uh, turnover, you know, quite often. And, and, you know, and so the fact that we've been able to do it together is is pretty special. And it's, you know, it's also a testament to, to coach and, and, you know, a testament to our players, our administrators, our program. And, and you know, we've, we've just enjoyed it and hopefully we'll continue to enjoy it. Since you mentioned just the friendship is really now what uh, you guys love focusing on, not just basketball through the 25 years, you just talk to us uh, about the uh, friendship that you guys have created, where it started and uh, where it's at now. Well, we <clears throat> we met when I came here 25 years ago. Chris was already coaching soccer at the high school, and uh, Mr. Dillinger suggested that I meet him and, and talk to him about helping out and uh, – you know, uh, I th- thought it was great because he already, he already, you know, was a coach of another sport, um, and uh, so you know, along the way, people like I, I don't, I, I can't, I don't want to understate this, overstate it, you know, whatever the right term might be. Um, the the way we do it is is part of the reason that we have a, a turnover with assistant coaches. Uh, the reality of the time that 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 I ask and expect. Uh, from our assistant coaches is, you know, I think it's unprecedented for high school basketball. Uh, we scout virtually every game that's played in our area. If we're not playing, uh, we have long meetings after four practices, uh, you know, and so there's a great deal of time because for us it's not just, I mean, the basketball is a big part of it, but there's so many other things that we really try to to monitor in terms of academics, behavior, kids' family lives. Uh, and so because of that, uh, it's not, you know, uh, there's so many hours. Uh, and then, 
the the natural thing that's going to happen is you're either going to grow really really close or, or you're going to kill each other and along the way there's been some you know we want to kill each other i mean that's the reality of it but uh you know you, you we can't spend you know we were there for for marriages divorces you know, kids births uh you know uh adam and alex when the twins came with me they were they were two and a half you know, so uh Obviously, Chris became, you know, like an uncle, second dad, however you want to say it. And I think I've been the same way to his kids. And, uh, you know, just become, you know, everybody said, you know, bring it in together on three, family. Uh, for us, it really is family. Yeah, ironically, uh, you know, several years along the stint, we actually lived close to each other. And that was not by design. It just kind of worked out that way. And so, like, you know, his, like he said, his kids would spend the night at my house. My kids would spend the night at his house. And, you know, I mean... You know, families have become really close, and that makes it special and it makes it enjoyable. Like, you know, when you spend the amount of time that, that we do doing it, and, you know, we talk all the time, and coaches reference, like, it's not Duke, but it's our Duke, uh, you know, and so we try to treat, treat it like college basketball as best we can with high school kids. And so, you know, when you're spending that much time doing something, you better enjoy who the heck you're doing it with. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable and, and – you know, that part has been nice, and, and I think it's obviously led to us continuing to do this at this at this point for, for a very long time. So, One thing that has always stood out to me about you guys is that um, while you obviously coach Hedgesville, it's very clear that you have good relationships with the players on the other teams, the coaches on the other teams, and you really rep- represent the area, I guess, in, in some ways. Can you talk, I guess, a little bit about what you try to do for the area in general with high school basketball? Well, along the way, uh, you know, life, life happens and you make, you know, life choices. I uh, started out, I coached in college very briefly uh, and then uh, got married, had children, and then had children by myself. So uh, it changed when I was a younger person. I used to go camp to camp to camp and work uh, nine or ten camps every summer to try to make make and build as many relationships with people as I could. Uh, by doing that, that's helped me develop and continue to to uh, build strong relationships with lots of college coaches. Uh, when you have those relationships, it does help you. Like if I, you know, we joke around uh, the other day before our parent meeting uh, at the beginning of the season. Actually, you know, Coach Mazzula was texting me as the meeting started. Uh, when the head coach of the Celtics is texting you, you text back. So uh, my son, when, when Coach Mazzula was at Fairmont, uh, my son who coached college basketball at UAB went with Coach Mazzula and tried to help him with stuff that he had learned, that Alex had learned when he was at Marshall with Coach D'Antoni. But having those relationships with other people, one, that helped me understand the importance of relationships, and, and two, Coach Wainwright, who I reference all the time, he really helped me understand that, like, you know, we all get caught up and we want to win or lose. Like, no one wants to lose. Everyone wants to win. But if this really is about the relationships, it, it can't be the relationships and, and, you know, at the sacrifice of a kid at another school who happens to be your rival. Uh, if people act right during games or when they, when they play against us, if kids are good kids and they're talented kids, and I certainly try to use my resources to the best of my ability to, to help all those kids. And when you, you know, Coach, when Chris talked earlier about, you know, we, we always talk about relationships and, 
uh, you know, one, one of the things that we're really, really proud about that they mentioned in the speech was like, okay, 100% graduation rate. Well, what's that mean? Well, it means nobody's ever played varsity basketball at Hedgesville High School and not graduated with their class. That hasn't happened. So uh, that's a pretty big accomplishment in a 25-year period. Um, and there's, like, I'll be the first one to tell you that, that Kyle Van Meter and Alex Shanholzer are two of our assistants uh, you know, to the other assistants, right? They they're the ones that monitor it right now more than me. I mean, that's part of their job for me, uh, and they do a great job. But uh, I know Brian Thomas has sat in this chair. I love Brian Thomas. Well, he's the coach at Musselman. He's also one of our former players, Matt Faircloth, one of our former players. Uh, you know, um, Luke Samples, who's the coach at Spring Mills. He was on our staff. Uh, George, George Gosk, George Gosk at, at Spring Mills girls coach on our staff and so we we, you know try to understand that everybody wants to win but you can't say you're really in this for kids and then not be in it for kids and I think honestly that's the message that that lots of people lose Uh, like I said Rob asked me like when was when 400 not really quite sure the only reason we're really sure that we're over 400 is because we have to fill out a form when we went to the junior orange bowl so you start adding up wins because you have to um, you know, so uh, being able to influence not just that, but the number of people we've coached that have gone on to service academies, the number of people that we've coached that are uh, administrators within Berkeley County Schools. Uh, I'd, I'd like to think that, that both of us played a large role in teaching them life lessons, and you'll hear I talk about them in practice every day. We, we spend more, as much or more time talking about how everything relates to real life than, uh, you know, than just – than just the game of basketball. It's just about the game of basketball, man. It's uh, we spend way too much time doing it. Yeah, I think uh, I think you know. Adding on to that, one of the things that that happens is like when you're around this area for so long, like you just get to know kids and you get to know people, uh, and you know everybody talks about and a lot of times adults are will talk about the rivalry of this game or the rivalry of that matchup or whatever it might be but in the end man they're they're 15 16 17 year old kids that are just trying to do what best they can to win a basketball game and and you know sometimes we lose sight of that uh and and you don't ever want to do that because you know uh the the kids that like coach Branson and Musselman his oldest son played for us you know, I mean, it, those things, there's intermixing and intertwining things that relationships and, and, and things that, that happen in this county that, you know, that allow that stuff to happen. And so you're you're constantly in a situation where you know somebody who somebody knows or, you know, vice versa. And, you know, Jess Sutherland, who just graduated from Martinsburg, his sister now plays at Hedgesville playing volleyball, uh, you know, and so... Uh, you know, all those things kind of intermingle and, and it becomes, you know, you, you get to know kids and, and obviously you want to help kids no matter what. That's why we get into it. You know, we certainly didn't get into it for the high pay scale that we have. So, you know, you get into it to help kids and, and that's certainly what we try to do. 25 years, what has been something that has changed that maybe you didn't expect or didn't want to change? And what is something that you're happy that? has changed over the 25 years for the two of you you want to go first um i think the game has changed uh over the 25 years i I think you know you see it at every single level uh when we first started like you know 
Nobody said ball screens. Now everybody sets ball screens. Uh, and so adapting to the different styles of play that have, that have come into uh, or that basketball has kind of evolved to has been part of it. And, you know, anybody that's been coaching for a long time has had to deal with those kinds of things. Uh, and so that's the first thing that comes to mind in terms of that, uh, you know. But, you know, I, I think no matter what, when you go through a long period, you got you got cycles that things go through. And, and you know, like I said, certainly I think the, the style of play has cycled a little bit even down to the high school level. And, you know, now you got all the more calls for the shot clock. And, you know, so my guess is it'll change even in West Virginia at some point in the future. So you'll have to keep adapting to those things. Um, because – of media, social media, and everything else, I think that's that's obviously been a been a big influencer. The number of people who are basketball experts who never played at a even semi high level to me is amazing. Uh, everybody's an expert. Everybody knows what every team should do. One of the things that we do that's a little different. You know, back in the day when I got here, <laughs> you know, when when Patrick Ashton, who's a, one of the directors in our county, when Patrick Ashton played at Hedgesville, was my second year here. Uh, those practices were closed. They were pretty intense. Uh, our practices are still intense, but now they're they're open to parents. We encourage them to come. Uh, we learned that from Buzz Williams, and one of the things we 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 got from him was that you know uh, part of the reason we make those practices open is we, we we'd like for parents to understand why sometimes Billy doesn't play because if Billy can't pay attention in practice and Billy doesn't understand our plays and you know or Billy doesn't try hard or Billy wants to talk to Joey on the sideline and. Billy doesn't deserve to play. And so you have so many outside people now. Um, I, I'm fairly certain. And, again, I, there, there's a lot of good ones. But to, to be someone who now is a, like I'm a uh, – so what they call him. I go to my workout guy. Yeah. Everybody's got a workout guy. Everybody's a – you know, I'm a, I'm a drill guy. I'm a – I don't even know what you call it anymore. Uh, so everybody has a person who's going to be their shooting coach, their ball handling coach, their – uh, for the two percent of kids that are going to go play college basketball, to me it's baffling. What happens, and we tell our kids all the time, if if you're going to pay me a, a large amount of money on a regular basis to work you out, I'm not going to constantly tell you how bad you are because I want you to come back. Uh, so having all these outside influences over kids, that in the end, I, I'm not sure what their real vested interest is sometimes. Um, that, and that's hard to deal with on our end because, like, we, we you know, I think statistically we could say we've had as many or more people go play Division One basketball than anybody around here, and it's not very many. Uh, but even the number of people that go play Division Two, Division Three, or go be managers, like, we can help them if that's what they want to do. But but I just I, I refuse to lie to kids. I'm not going to tell them that, hey, if, like, you know, uh, you can you can look uh, the Jenkins kid at at Jefferson. I watched him again last night very closely. Definitely is a Division One basketball player. My, you know uh, the number of this is again you know, I, I use I reference it a lot and I don't mean it in a disparaging or negative way. I've been here twenty five years. The number of Division One basketball players at Martinsburg High School, most athletic school year in and year out, unbelievable talent level year in and year out. Number of Division One players out of Martinsburg High School. Since I've been here, two, Kevin Benz, Kevin Pitsnoggle and Dante Grantham. So two six nine kids who can really really shoot it. Uh, you know, it, it just 
So I think what we need to focus on, and we continue to try to focus on, is teaching kids fundamentals, uh, teaching them the importance of, of you know, being a good teammate and working hard uh, and understanding that one day the game of basketball is going to go away. Uh, you're not going to be able to play it anymore. So when that goes away, have you learned how to be a good teammate? Have you learned how to be a hard worker? Have you learned how to be a good son, a good father? Those things are pretty important. You two have been together for 25 years. Uh, so obviously you know each other well. What is something that people don't know about Coach Church and something that people don't know about Coach Ruess? Well, I think the biggest thing that people don't know about Coach Church is they only see him on, you know, Friday nights on the sideline. Like, you know, they don't see him with my kids or other kids or, you know, things like that. Like one of the things that happens when, when you're in the heat of uh, of a contest is – you know, it gets intense, and and that intensity sometimes becomes emotional. But you know that that's a that's a little clip in somebody's life. You know, we coach basketball. It's not necessarily who we are as human beings. It's what we do. Uh, and you know, I think one of the things that that happens all the time is you know, well, that guy. He, you know, sometimes he gets out of control. No, no, he really doesn't. He's just emotional and he's passionate about what he does. And, you know, if you if you sat down and talked to him, you'd realize he's not really like that as a human being. Uh, he's just like that as a coach on game day because it matters. Yeah, I uh, uh, I don't like I – mean, I mean, Chris just talked about it in terms of myself, like the uh, – people see that snippet, man. And they think that's like, but I, I, without hesitation, I'll never apologize for that snippet. I'm not going to apologize for my intensity when I coach. I'm not going to ever apologize for my passion or how much it matters. Uh, but if you've ever watched, as soon as the game's over, I mean, the second it's over, it's over. Uh, which is why I have the relationship that I think I do with kids at all the different schools. Uh, I appreciate how hard they play. Uh, this year, just to, <laughs> I got I got drilled at Jefferson. I mean, I got crushed, and uh, I genuinely wanted to make sure that that the kid was okay too. Uh, he clearly was way okay more than I was. Uh, but like you know, uh, I appreciate it. I, I I told our team after we lost at Musselman that I genuinely I genuinely was. Not happy for Musselman because I wanted to win, but I appreciated how hard they played. I appreciated the intensity. I appreciated the fact that every 50-50 ball they got and we didn't. And so while I was disappointed in me, my coaching, and our guys, I did have an appreciation for their kids and how hard they tried. Uh, in terms of Chris, I think the biggest thing is like, oh, well, well, Oh, he must just—he must always agree with Kelly. He's always lumped in with me, good, bad, or indifferent. It's how it goes in basketball because I'm the head coach and he's the assistant coach. Uh, we don't always agree. We don't always get along perfect during games, uh, and we tell our kids the same way. If you, you can't, like, you can't be upset if your teammate gets on you. I can't be upset if sometimes Chris looks at me and says, no, "You're wrong. Stop." Don't do that. Let's do this instead. And, uh, you know, I think it says a lot about both of us that uh, while I mean, there's, a, there's a difference between the seat to the left and the seat to the right, there is a difference. Uh, but, but both of us understand that we're, we're, we're both better with each other than we would be without. And I think that says a lot about our relationship.
I think that does it for this segment, guys, but we appreciate your time. Again, congratulations on the 400 wins, even though that happened, I guess, last year and uh, overall the 25 years. And thank you, too, for what you've done for this community. I greatly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, uh, it's an exciting – I sound a little somber today. I've been a little under the weather. So, but uh, really, really excited about the, you know, the – the end of the the season's going to be pretty heated, man. Everybody's playing pretty well right now, and I think on any given night, anybody could get anybody, and that makes it exciting. That's what it's all about. So hopefully, some fans will come out and 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 remember, like Coach Rest, Coach Rest alluded to earlier. They're sixteen and seventeen year old kids. You can yell whatever you want at me. I'm like ninety at this point. Yeah, we certainly appreciate you guys inviting us on and having us here. And, and, and also, you know, to appreciate what you guys do and what you guys have done for basketball in the area. You know, one of the, you know, we talked about earlier about the changes. You know, no games were on TV when we first started, you know. And so now you get lots and lots of games that are streamed on TV and, and kids can go watch them on YouTube and, and, and fans can and stuff. And, you know, I think that's great for the exposure for the area. Uh, and it certainly is, is, is a positive thing for our sport and, and any of the other sports, all the other sports that you guys cover too. So we certainly thank you for your part. Thank you guys. Appreciate the time. This segment brought to you by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore. Cabinets and design, bedding, outdoor living, family owned and operated. Visit them at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. Back for more of the sports mix after this two minute break. You're tuned into Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We welcome you back to today's edition of the Sports Mix. Nick Verzellini alongside me, Colin McLaughlin. Uh, just heard from head coach of the Hedgesville Eagles, Kelly Church, and assistant coach, Chris Rest. And, uh, Colin, we wish we could have gone longer with those guys because that was just awesome to hear their stories and just everything that they uh, have to preach about basketball. It's Every time you talk to them, it, you just learn so much, it feels like. And, and you wish you could keep going, but unfortunately, you know, we got – only so much time left in the program today yeah they're both guys that are full of wisdom and 25 years at the fountain of knowledge that they provide i agree you wish you could go on and on and on for hours and we probably could have if it was an hour plus long show not just an hour long show right so but great time with them and now we got to move on quickly yeah we gotta go quick but that's all right uh we certainly appreciate their time today and uh, the good thing is we don't have too much pressing to talk about today either besides that, really. So, uh, Shepherd basketball is in action tonight. They will take on Westchester. The women's team, it's, it's going to be very tough, right? 94-47 was the score last time these two teams played. So, uh, to reverse that is, is probably impossible, but... You could potentially make it a lot closer than you did last time against Westchester, who sits at 17-7. and On the men's side, it was a one-point loss, 70-69 on the road at Westchester. So you were right there with this Golden Rams team. It's a very winnable game here tonight for the men. Probably not going to be the case for the women, but can they make that improvement from the first time to this time? Yeah, the women, it's going to be 
really tough. I uh, don't really expect them to win on the fact that they're at home hopefully means that it can be a little bit more competitive. And on the men's side, I think them being at home might actually uh, propel them to a win and also knowing that a win tonight will basically uh, solidify your spot as that sixth seed or at least a spot in the uh, postseason in the Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. I, I know that they could still get better than the sixth seed, but if they win tonight with only three games remaining after that and Cudstown is four games back, they would uh, be the final team in, and then it's just a matter of seeding battle for the rest of the year. So to not have to worry about that, you have a home game tonight, go out and get the win. I, I think they're able to do so, and we know that uh, DMC's healthy, so I think that'll help too. Yeah, that definitely does help. Um, we also have some rule changes in high school football. Colin, you want to explain those a little bit? Uh, essentially, it's a change in how penalties will be uh, Yeah, th- there's. Assessed. it looks like uh, seven of them, so don't have a lot of time to really go through all of them. If you want to look it up, all you have to do is uh, go on nfhs.org, and it's one of the uh, new articles on there. But the biggest one is... Um, having to do with offensive holding penalties and looking at it it's not really confusing it's more going towards the uh way that the NFL is in which uh if a holding penalty occurs on the offense during a play the penalty will be uh assessed from the line of scrimmage of that play and not where the holding occurred anymore as it uh used to be in the rule. So, for example, if a team has the ball at the 40-yard line gets called for a holding from the uh holding occurring at the 30-yard line, it used to be that 10-yard penalty from the 30, put it back at the 20, but now since the original line of scrimmage was the 40-yard line, that's where the holding would be assessed from to put the ball at the 30. So, kind of just really trying to make sure that we don't have super long down in distances anymore so that's the uh biggest change out of all the changes that looks like there's one about the uh intentional grounding rule i haven't really had time to look at all of it and then a uh just clarification on what a defenseless player is so if you want to look it up again it's on nfhs.org and we can post it onto our facebook page as well after the show to make it easier for people yeah sounds like a good idea uh, but I think that rule change makes sense. Unless you're super following high school football, you probably wouldn't even know that that's how the rule was. Yeah. But uh, that does it for this segment. On the other side of this break, talk a little bit about the Wizards and the Capitals, and we'll wrap up the show. This is the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Yep, this segment brought to you by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. Today is going to be the day that they're going to throw it back to you. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We welcome you back to today's edition of the sports mix, Wednesday. February 15th, wrap up the show here, talk about the 
Wizards and the Capitals. The Wizards get a win last night over the Portland Trailblazers. The Caps lose to the Carolina Hurricanes 3-2. to uh, Alex Ovechkin, we now know that it was his father that passed away. So uh, he will be out for some time and potentially a, a, you know, a week or two, at least the rest of the week, which obviously, you know, losing a parent, a uh, very close member of the family, so yeah, expect it, it, to be gone for it's tough. Time. Again, thoughts and prayers with the uh, Ovechkin family at this time. We know uh, from those that really follow the Capitals, like myself, I know Spencer does too. That his dad uh, really gave him the love for hockey. So a very uh, tough loss for him in the hockey world. But uh, on a less somber note, just a. Uh, quickly get it this uh, segment brought to you by the Marius group and Ameriprise financial advisors john everson and phil mccoy they're located at 1270 winchester avenue in martinsburg and call them at 304-263-4343 but yes the capitals did lose 3-2 last night against the carolina hurricanes who they will play again saturday in the stadium series but they have a game first tomorrow against the florida Panthers, but your Wizards did get a big win last night after a loss yesterday to, or now two, two days, days ago, ago now, yeah. to uh, <laughs> the Warriors. Yeah, a 126-101 win for Washington last night over Portland. Uh, obviously, you know, Trailblazers team that's not the best, but a win's a win, and 33 from Kuzma, 28 from Porzingis, 19 from Bradley Beal. They'll take that production out of those three hopefully on a consistent level here moving forward. Yep, that's going to wrap things up here for Nick Verzellini. I'm Colin McLaughlin. You've been tuned into the Sports Mix on WRNR Martinsburg.